All right, good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we are learning Maseches Babakama Daf Lamed Aleph, and we're starting about 12 lines or so from the bottom of Lamed Amid Beis, three lines into the wide lines at Lema Kehani Tanoi. Um, we just had a machlokas at the top of the page. <laughs> and uh, well, the machlokas was very interesting. It was about Kola Kodem Zachabahen, that if a person decides to take straw or anything like that, they put it outside of their private property into Rishus HaRabim so that it could get muddied and filled with uh, with things that will help the grass grow, manure, whatever it may be. Everyone's allowed to take it. So that means that I put my property out there. You see that I've done that. You can literally take a shovel and take it, take some of it. What can you take? That's the Machlokas Rav and Ze'iri that we saw at the top of the page. And just take for a moment, just two seconds to look at the top of Lamadam and Bez at the two dots there. Amar Rav, Rav says, bein begufan, bein You can take the principle and you can take the appreciation. Zairi Amar, yes, you can take Beshivchan Avalo Begufan. And let's get started with our Gemara today, which is three lines into the wide lines, where the Gemara says, Perhaps the Machlokas that we have between Rav and Zairi, Rav who says you can take all of it, the Gufan and the Shivchan, the Karen, the principle and the appreciation, whereas Zairi says only the appreciation, maybe it's like the following. If a person puts out their straw into a public domain for the sake of creating um, some type of manure, and someone else gets damaged, he is uh, you, the person who put out the teven, are obligated in the damages that you caused. And everyone's allowed to take that mixture of items that you've left outside in the Rishus Harabim. And no one is allowed to steal it. They're a little cryptic. What does that mean? You can take it, but it's not Gezel. Okay, we'll get there. Anything that causes damage in Rishus Harabim, and there's damage, then you have to pay. What is, how are we interlinking the Gezel and the Kola Kodem Bohen Zacha? So let's just get something clear here. Kola Kodem Zacha means that if I put the straw out in the public, you can take part or all of it, Rav Zairi, you can take some of it. But what is the aspect of Gezel that is brought up in different ways between the Tanakama and Rib Shimon ben Gamliel? So says the Gemara, Hagufa Kasha, there's a stira right within the Brisa itself. It says, Amris, kola asur, mishum gezel. The Tanakhama said, kola zacha, but it's asur to take, because it's it, <laughs> those two things are opposites. Elalab says the Gemara, six lines from the bottom on Lamed Abed Bey is really hachi kamar. This is what's going on. We add in the word b'shivchan. Really what the Tanakhama means that you can take the shevach. Ve'asurin mishum gezel, that's agufan. Oh, so we see that the language is bifurcated. We have on the one side, the mutter component, which is taking the appreciation. That's okay. What you're not allowed to do, what's Asr Mishum Gezel, is the shita uh, that says you can't take the gufan. That's what it means. Asr Mishum Gezel is a gufan. That is Ziri. And then, oh, So that's what we see is this, this line in the sand that the Tanakama is of the opinion that you're allowed to take the Shevach, you're not allowed to take the Gufan. That's why he says, is in regards to the Shevach, but the Asrim Shum Gezel is on the Gufan, on the principle. Masha'in Kain, Rib Shimon ben Gamliel says, no, they can take everything. So says the Gemara, unique answer. The Gemara says, 
Yep. The Gemara says four lines from the bottom. Lizairi, according to Zairi, that's definitely how he would learn this Mishnah. Vadai Tanoihi. There's no question that he learns the Tanakama and Rib Shimon ben Elazar accordingly. And what made us learn this way was this unique language of Asr Bahen Mishum Gazel and Mutter Bahen Mishum Gazel. But the Rav, it could be that according to Rav, that there's another thing going on in this Brisa. Are we forced to say, do we have to say that there's actually a machlokas tanoim? What would Rav say? Maybe everyone agrees, both the Tanakama and Rav Shimon ben Gamliel, that we um, allow the principle to be taken in addition to the appreciation, but perhaps perhaps over here we're dealing with something else, which is, yes, this is the halacha, but no, we don't paskin this way for the masses. That would be an interesting distinction. And perhaps the Tanakama is strict and Rav Shimon ben, ben Gamliel is lenient. Perhaps that's what's going on here. And really, no, maybe there is no machlokas, at least through the lens of Rav. Maybe there is no machlokas of whether or not you're allowed to take the principle. Maybe everyone agrees you're allowed to take the principle just as well as you can take the appreciation. So that was the answer that he gave. And we have a machlokas about halacha ve'en morinkin. That in our case, it is taka the halacha, but ve'en morinkin, we don't publicize it. Says the Gemara, Aini, how can you possibly say, this kasha will soon see is going to be on Rav Huna, where it says, Halacha ve'en morinkin. How can Rav Huna say, Halacha ve'en morinkin? Rav Huna, afkir chushli. Rav Huna was of the opinion in regards to being mafkir chushli. Chushli, if you look in Rashi, four lines from the bottom of the page, se'orin klufin, it's peeled barley. That's, I think that's what we eat. I think our, our barley is peeled barley. I think that's what it is. We remove the outer, we don't, but we get bags of pearled barley. Huh? Oh, so the, I think that's what we're talking about. And Lamaisa, what happened in that case? Apparently, Rav was matir in such a case. That's what you look at the end of Rashi, um, that Rashi says, In that case of the peeled barley, mutter. So Rav Huna, a line ago, said, Yet over here by the Chushli, we see he is more a, he is more of a, a halacha of a moron king. Ravada Barava, Afkir, Slikusta, he also allowed people to take Slikusta. Rashi tells us what Slikusta is. It's Psoles Itzure Tmarim, Sha'asu Mehen Shechar. It's the remnants of dates after making date beer. And that too was called a Kodemen Zacha. So Bishlam Ravada Barava, Kishmai say, Ravada Barava makes perfect sense. The reason why Ravada Barava said you're allowed to take the leftovers of the beer dates, uh, of the dates that you use for beer, is because he holds halacha moron king. But according to Ravuna, perhaps Ravuna would have to change his mind. Maybe he changed his mind over the course of his halachic psak years. Things like that happen. When I was in Shelby, there was one of the rabbim there. He used to he used to go through this beautiful mahalach where he would show Amoraim, the same Amora would change his mind numerous times based on the cities that they lived in. It was a beautiful mahalach. I remember, well, it was 25 years ago, but I remember him showing this beautiful mahalach of uh, I think Rabinovich, Rabnachum, Rabnachum, I can't remember his last name. It was a beautiful word. Anyways, the Gemara says, Kash and Ravuna, because Ravuna seemed to have allowed, in regards to the Chushli, the peeled barley, it would seem to be Halacha Moran King. But in our case, he said Halacha Vein Moran King. So which one is it? Was Yehodarbe? Says the Gemara, Hanhu Musrin Havu. These people were warned many times. If it only happened once, then it's Halacha. The Ain Morinkin. But once you're being this guy, you're throwing the you're throwing the weed out every other third day. We've, please stop. You're being annoying. Stop already. So at some point, Ravuna, even Ravuna is like, okay, stop it. Kolakodaman Zacha. Anyone you can go to Karish's house, he's being ridiculous. 
He's not listening to Bezin. You can take anything from the front of his law. No problem. <laughs> so that's how the Gemara concludes. And what that therefore means is that we don't yet have another Raya in the Tanaim to support the Machlokets Rav and Ziri. Let's just review their Shittas and then we'll move on to the next Mishnah. The Mishnah had said yesterday, uh, and what we're summarizing over here is that if I take my uh, straw and put it out in the Rishus Harabim to collect, uh, to become manure. So Rav says, I can take a shovel and take all of your property, not only the not only the shvach, not only the appreciation, but also the principal, even the straw. Mashenkin's Ziri says, you're only allowed to take the shvach, and we have no source in the Tanaim to back up these shitas. The Chora, that means that this machlokes is only in the Tanaim, only in the Amorim, excuse me. That brings us to a new mission on the top of Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph, let's continue. Shnei Kadorim, there are two people who were pot makers. They were walking one in front of the other. Veniskal Harishon, the guy holding uh, the guy holding the first pot trips, he falls over. Um, and Venafal, uh, he falls over. Veniskal Hasheni Berishon, and then the second person trips on the first person. Right? So we're walking in sequence. By the way, this is a great way to learn a sugya about who's responsible for damage when you're driving. If the first person slams on the brakes and you hit them, whose fault in American law, it's always, it's always the person following, keep a distance. Mm -hmm. So the pro I would imagine from this sugya that that's not the case. Halacha lemaisa doesn't matter. It's dinah demachusadina. You have to be whatever the rule is. But let's learn about it for halachic purposes. We can kind of keep that in mind. So shnei kadarin, the first guy is uh, he's a craftsman and he trips. Guy number two falls on him. What's the din? Harishon chayav benizkei So the guy this is totally the opposite of our standard law of driving. The first guy who tripped is responsible for the second guy who now has damage. Amar of Yochanan. It cannot be that our Mishnah is Reb Meir. What did Reb Meir say? That would be too obvious. If Reb Meir says that a person who trips is a klutz and therefore is always held accountable, then push it that he's going to be high for guy number two. That should be obvious. What? Why is it if you fall and I trip, and you trip and then I fall over you? It's not in. I am what you tripped over. A grama is indirect damage. I am what you tripped over. That's not indirect. That's direct. I'm the mazik. And because, because the falling was my fault, according to Rav Meir, I am a mazik. It's not Grama bin Zakim. But says the Gemara, that would have been that would have been easy peasy that our Mishnah is like uh that's simply like Rav Meir. Our Mishnah could even be like the Rabbanan to Amre who say Anus Hu Upater, even if the person falls, he's an ones. Here they'd still be Chayev. Get up. Get up. What is your problem? Get up. So if I'm if I'm person number one and you're person number two and I fall, so says the Gemara, even the Shita of the Rabbanan, who says that falling is an anus, you'd still be chayab because you need to get up. You have a you have an achrayas to the you have an to the people behind you. If you fall, you have to stand up. So we're going to discuss iterations, but not about time. Uh, we're going to turn about the ability to stand versus the lack of ability to stand. And Rav Nachman argues, Rav Nachman says, you're chai, but not because of that. Rav Nachman, bar Yitzchak, even if he didn't have enough time to stand, it was a very, <laughs> the person was, uh, you know, was right on your on your tail. So, he should, I, I fell, be careful. You know, they, one way or the other, the burden of responsibility is on person number one. So what does that mean, Lamai? So let's use a car scenario. Let's say that my tire blows out and I don't have time to move my car, but I could get out of my car and wave you down. Lachora, that's my achrayas. And if you hit me, it's my fault. That's what's implied from the from the Gemara, one way or the other. Says the Gemara, this we need to analyze. The Rav Yochanan, what would you say back to 
Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak, he would say, Rav Yochanan Omar, Kevan de Lohayel If he can't stand up, obviously he's uh, nursing his wound, something is wrong. He also probably doesn't have the headspace to start making announcements and dropping flares and sending text messages. He's, uh, he's hurt, whatever. He's, he's out of capacity. He's done. He's down for the count. So now we have to analyze this piece a little bit because we've analyzed our Mishnah to say that our Mishnah could be both like Rav Yochanan and like Rav Meir, but we have to figure out why it is that person number one is held accountable. Is he held accountable because he should have stood up? Or is he held accountable because he should have been mazir? He should have verbally warned the person behind him. Third of the way down on Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph, four lines into the wide lines, Tanan. Haya Baal Kore Rishon Ubal Chavis Achron. So I'm person number one. I'm holding a six-foot beam on my shoulder. Ubal Chavis Achron. A person behind me has a barrel of expensive wine. And nishbara chavis bekora, if the barrel bumps into the wine, putter. So that I'm person number one, but I didn't I didn't do anything. I'm just walking. So if you bump your barrel into the the log that I'm holding on my shoulder, that's your fault, and I'm putter on that. But vim amad balkora, if I stopped walking and then your barrel went into my uh, beam and then I broke it, okay, then I'm chayv. Uh, it's a Mishnah. It's not a Pshita, just a, it's a Dib. Well, but I mean, it's Svarim. It, it, it's, it's, it's like simple. It's so funny you say that because we don't we don't say that in our culture. We don't say that in American law. It's always the person behind his fault. Back up. Keep a distance. Okay, but, you know, the two are not necessarily... No, I, I made the connection between the two. But but in general, we tell the person from who's driving behind, you, you need to be, keep a distance of two car lengths. Right. You know, like we, oh, we, we have these whatever the, the multiple second rule is between uh, your car and the car in front of you. Yeah, but here the Gemara is saying as a Mishnah that it's Pasha to the Mishnah that if I stop walking out of the blue, I am accountable if you then bump into me. Asks the Gemara, my love shamad lekatev to orchehu. Doesn't this mean that I'm stopping lekatev? This is a language found in other mesechtas to adjust on, onto your shoulder. You know, sometimes when you're carrying, and we've all done this building sukkahs, you're carrying something, you're walking up the stairs, you're like, this is not going to be successful. <laughs> so I need to pause and readjust. So I stop walking, I re-angle, and then I keep walking. That's the orchehu and vikatani chayev. So why then would we be chayev to have here? It must be that we have a raya from over here that you have to be maz here. It's okay. If you stop the katev, that's mutter to stop, but then open your mouth and say, I'm about to stop, just letting you know, slow down behind me, put on your hazards, whatever again, whatever the muscle is, because I'm about to stop. So you're going to bump into me. So let's keep things careful. And therefore, maybe we have a raya like Rav Nachman, that the din is to be maz here, that the din is to uh, verbally warn the person behind you. No, lo. The reason why you're chayv over here is kisha omad lafush. You're in Rishus Harabim. And you you didn't stop walking to adjust the, what you're carrying. You stopped walking to take a break. And it's not normal to take a break in the middle of Tui Avenue. Where you're you're in a public thoroughfare. You're in a Rishus Harabim. You can't just stop and take a rest. And if you do and someone bumps into you, you're held accountable. No, not about being Maz here. You're an idiot. <laughs> Pull off to the side of the road. That's why they make shoulders. That's Just go off to the side. Don't just stop walking while you're Otherwise, you're going to be chayv. So I asked the Gemara, okay, I hear you. Good response. Aval Ahmed Lakatef Mai. What would have been the din if Taka out of the blue? I just was holding this the six foot uh, the six foot metal beam on my shoulder. I push it, stopped walking, and your barrel goes straight into it and it breaks. But would you have said putter? 
would you have said, in fact, that that the uh, the Baal HaKoreh, that I would have been Potter? After all, Adotani Seifa, the Seifa says the following. That if I would have told the Baal HaKoreh to, to just stop walking, then I would have been Potter. If that's true, well, then you should have written the Mishnah differently. Then Liflog Velisni Bedida. You should have written that distinction directly into the Mishnah. When do we say that the Balabais, the Balhakore, excuse me, is Chayev? That's when he stops walking just to take a rest, which is ridiculous. You're in the middle of the street. That's what we should have said, but we didn't say that. Why didn't we say that? Why didn't we make this distinction directly in the Brysa? So says the Gemara, even if a person stops, just to rest, that even though if Lafush typically I'm going to be held accountable. But if I'm going to take a rest and I announce it that I'm no longer Chayv, then I'm Pater. That was the Chiddush of the Mishnah. But no Raya to Rab Nachman whatsoever in regards to needing to verbally announce that I am stopping. So therefore, no Raya yet. We're going to try again. We're halfway down on Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph. And this is a very, this is the pile up case. It's not just two people involved. It's three people involved. Take a look at this clown card. Toshma. Hakadorin, Vahazagagin, people who make utensils, people who work with glass. Uh, Zagagin, uh, it's kind of like reminiscent of, uh, of Yom Kippur Davening Hamazagig, the one who, who makes glass. So it says the Gemara, if you have a person who makes utensils or a person who makes glass, one is walking after the other. Niskal harishon v'nafal. The first guy trips on his own self and he falls. Viniskal has Shani Barishon. And the second guy in line trips on the first guy. Vashli Shibashani. And the third guy trips on the second guy. What's the din? Rishon Chayev Beniske Shani. Vashani Chayev Beniske Shlishi. Says the Gemara that person number one is going to be accountable for the damages of person number two. And person number two is re responsible for the damages of person number three. However, if really everybody tripped over the first guy, including number three, meaning if number two tripped over number one and number three tripped over number one, but didn't trip over number two, he's obligated on everybody. But look at this last line of the Brisa. We're two thirds of the way down. He's here. If everybody, oh, wait, I'm falling. If I said it out loud, if I said it to person number two, and then number two is about to trip, he says, wait, number three behind me, I'm about to fall. Then, then everybody's putter. What do we see from here? My love. What we see from here is that they shouldn't have stopped walking um, without uh, letting anybody know. And therefore, you have to actually say something in order to be putter. Maybe we have a raya for the sheet of Rav Nachman. It says, they, they had time to stand up and they just did it. They're like, ah. They're like sitting there wallowing in pity, making fun of themselves. Did I just trip over my own stub toe? Was that me? They're sitting there making fun. Then the other guy trips and they, they could have stood up. So asks the Gemara, as we did in the previous part, I said, um, okay, what would have been the did in this case? If in fact, person number one or two couldn't stand up in time to cause damages for either two or three. So then my, we would have said Pturin. If that's true, then the Brisa makes no sense. What does it say in the Brisa? If you want to say that by person number one, warning number two, and by person number two, warning number three, that they would have been Pturin, then it should have been stipulated explicitly, explicitly in the Brisa. How so? 
When do we say that you're chayiv? That's when you had time to stand up and you didn't. But this is not what the b'risa does. The b'risa doesn't make this distinction. And if you couldn't stand up your putter, why didn't the Mishnah make this, the b'risa make this distinction? So says the Gemara, five lines from the bottom. That even though you had time to stand up, if I have time to stand up, I do. I could have stood up. But I choose instead to say, guys, I fell. So then the guys behind me, oh, okay, Phil fell. I'm just going to stop walking now. Good. And number two has to warn number three also. Then no problem. Then everyone's going to be potter. But there's no raya expressly that you're obligated to say it. That's not the case. It's just that if you do, you're putter. So we don't have clarity here. The Gemara ends with this piece. We don't have clarity as to who's right. Do we say that uh, he has to actually warn or does he have time to get up? It's a little bit unclear from the Gemara. And four lines from the Gemara, we're going to see two pieces of analysis of the brysa that we just learned, the brysa of the, the three people tripping. Uh, so we're going to analyze that brysa. This is a, a, a nice nuance from Rava. Omar Rava, listen carefully. Rishon Chai I, who was the first person of the three who fell, I am obligated in the damages of the second person, and here you need to listen carefully because there's a real subtlety here. Um, whether or not he was damaged by my goof or by my mamon, Rishon, that's me, but Shani, when we say that the second guy is Chayev Benezek Shlishi, that's only Benizke Gufo. Shlishi is only going to be held accountable if he is damaged by the body of number two, but not if he trips on the chariot or on the animal of, of person number two, asks the Gemara. It doesn't mean whether you damage the guy's body or his mamon. Correct. Whether he is damaged by your body or his. So if I'm Rishon and you're Shani, so we'll see in, in the Gemara that that's an iteration, but that's not this iteration. So we'll see soon that that's the case, that, that, that we'll see soon that that's a possibility, but we end up rejecting that. So what's happening over here is that uh, Rava is saying that Rishon, the, I'm going to be Chayev in all of my damages to you if you got damaged on my my goof or on my mamo. But Shani is only Chayev to Shlishi if Shani, if Shlishi gets damaged by my goof, if I'm Shani, but not by my mamo. So says the Gemara, I don't understand how all of this even makes any sense. I don't understand one way or the other. If we say that guy number one who tripped is considered a posheya, he was considered negligent. The question is in halacha, is being a klutz an ones? Or is, is, how do we look at this person who trips all the time? Is that considered posheya or ones? That's what the Gemara wants to know. So if we say that niskal is posheya, who, if we say that every time you trip, you're a posheya, you just don't know how to walk. So, so then sheni nami l'chayim. Then the second person should also be chayim because he tripped also. Why are we saying that his level of chayim is different than the rishon? They should both be the same, which is like the rishon has, which is bein begufo bein If sheni gets damaged either by me, person number one, or by my mamon of person number one, the same thing should be true by sheni, but it's not true. And in and if tripping is not considered poshea but ones, then afilu rishon namali pater. That Manushach, you, you can't have it be that the burden of the Rishon to the Shani and the burden of the Shani to the Shlishi are different. If tripping is Poshea, then tripping is Poshea. And then the din should be the same from person one to two as it is from two to three. And if it's not, then it's not. 
But you can't have this reality where person number one's obligations to two are different than person number two's obligations to three. That brings us to the top of Lamed Aleph, Amud Beis. We're going to be stopping at the Mishnah, five lines from the bottom. And the Gemara says as follows. Rishon Vadai Poshehu says the Gemara, in our case where person number one trips and then person two trips on one and person three trips on two. Rishon Vadai Poshehu. Sheni Agufa Mechaev Dehailolamod Velo Amad. The second guy only is charged with damages that happened to the Shani's, the damages that happened to Shlishi with the Shani's body. That's true because because he should have stood up and he didn't. And but I'm a monopotter. But if person three gets damaged by the property of person two, so person number two is putter on the mamon to Amarle, Haibira, Lav on a Karise. I didn't dig this ditch. Meaning. You're right, person number two, Shani, that he has created that he now has a boar of Yerushu Sarabim, but he didn't create it. The guy who fell first created it. And therefore, we make this distinction between the obligation of Rishon to Shani and the obligations of Shani to Shlishi. The obligation of Rishon to Shani is full throttle because Niskal is Poshea. That's what the top line of the page says. Rishon Vadai Poshea. Therefore, when person number two gets damaged, either on Rishon's goof or Mamon, Full responsibility, full culpability. Masha'en Kane, person number two, is not considered to be a poshea in regards to falling, but he needed to stand up, and he didn't stand up. His mamon that's there, that's that, that's a boar, but he didn't create the boar. Person one created the boar. So therefore, we're able to see this distinction between the Rishon and the Shani. Says the Gemara, I still don't understand. Lamed Aleph, Amid Beis, three lines down. Mesve, hold on. We said, Kulan Chayavin al Nizke Gufan, we have a brisa that says that everyone is obligated if they are damaged by the body. So if Shani gets damaged on Rishon's body, uh, then he's chayev. But upturin al mamonon. But any damage that's caused either by person three or two on respectively people two or one, if there's a, a damage on the mamon, then they're potter. So says the Gemara, my lava filu barishon. Doesn't this also apply to the first person? How can you tell me that the rishon is obligated to pay ben benizke gufo, ben benizke mamono? Over here, this price, it says it's only on his goof, not on the not on the mamono. So says the Gemara, lo, lebar mi rishon. No, we're going to exclude the first case for seemingly some arbitrary reason. How, you can't just say it. You have to show some Mari Makoma. Says the Gemara, that doesn't work. Kulam Katani. It says Kulam. All three people doesn't mean not person number one. All three people means all three people. So just why are you, the price is difficult. Only the people who are negatively impacted by person number one. The Kulan is not on all three. The Kulan is on, was on those who were damaged because of the tripping. So that excludes person number one. Person number one tripped. He's a poshea. People two and three, they they were they were nizakim. They got damaged. Says the Gemara, hi, my. Wait one second. Wait one second. What is going on here? We're a quarter of the way down. Alamed Aleph, Alamed Beis, eight lines down. I understand if you want to say that the word kulan applies to person one, two, three. That makes perfect sense to me. I got it. I don't even understand. You can't. So then say Hanizakin, my kulan. Listen, Hanizakin. If you want to say in the Brisa that when it said kulan, that it meant Nizakin, say Nizakin. Don't make it confusing. Kulan means everybody. Nizakin means people two and three. Kulan says one, two, and three. That doesn't even make any sense. 
perhaps, and this is what you were saying earlier, Yaakov, the Gemara says, perhaps Rishon Gufo Perhaps what's going on in the Brisa is that person number one is obligated to pay for the damages that happened to person number two, whether or not the damages were to the body of person number two or to the mom on a person number two. The second person, as it relates to the damages of the third, is only Why do we make a distinction between the damages that the first person has to pay versus the second halfway down? Because the boar is never obligated to pay for kalim that fall into it, only for the short. So maybe that works, says the Gemara. Well, it works for some people. That's true, according to Shmuel, who says that any takala, any stumbling block in the public domain is considered to be a bore. According to Rav, and we've seen this earlier, Rav says that there's a big difference between a bore that is able to be mufkar and a bore that's not able to be mufkar. But when what you're dealing with is a human being, you can't be mafkir person number two. So therefore, the Gemara says, Olam kid amar me'ikara. Therefore, we have to go back to our first understanding of Rava. Rava's, under, Rava's first explanation was, and this is how we conclude with this Gemara, which is that when we say that the Rishon is obligated to pay for the damages to Shani, that means that if the Shani gets damaged on the goof of the Rishon or with the Mamon of the Rishon, then person Rishon is obligated to pay everything. kulan. What about the Brisa Kulan Chayavin, which is four lines from the top of the page? We have different cases. One case is talking about uh, the goof, and that's what Kulan Chayavin is, and everyone is Chayavan goof. But when it comes to Kalim, everyone's putter from, from the Kalim because they're in a boar. Amar Mar, let's analyze one last piece of the Brisa we learned on the bottom of Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph, and then we will stop for the day. Amar Mar, we had learned Imachmas Rishon Naflu, that if they fell, if both men, if both men, numbers two and three, tripped over person number one, then Rishon Chai Benis Kula. So says the Gemara, Machmas Rishon Hechinofil. What's the case where people, people two and three tripped over person number one? Papa Amar de Urche Kishilda, where person number one laid across the road lengthwise, Kishilda, which literally means a corpse. That's what Rashi says. Where is that Rashi? I marked it off. Three lines from the bottom of the page. Kishilda, Kinevela. I don't recall ever seeing this word. Anybody? Shilda? Any recollections? I don't ever recall seeing it, but I'm sure we learned it at some point. Anyways, the Gemara says that if a, a, a person number one lays across the street lengthwise and everybody trips on him, that's our case where two. It's a meetup. Oh, it's a, <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoulder KMS, yeah. No, I have no recollection of ever seeing that word before. Yeah, but in this, seeing the word KMS next to it actually does. Yeah, not distinctly though. That's answer number one. Rav Zvid argues in Amar, no, it's Kichutra de Samyusa. It's where it's where a person where person number one he has like a blind stick. Chutra is a stick, and Samu says a person who's blind. So that is the case scenario. That's what Rashi says. Kemakal shall sum two lines from the bottom. Kemakal shall sumin like the staff of a blind person. She megashe shasumabo upamim shumoshita lerochav hadera humegashesh. So it's gentle distinctions, but the same idea where one person tripped both people. Um, according to some of the Meforshim here, the reason why Rav Zvid had to argue on Rav Papa is because the flow of events is that 
person number one laid across the road and person number two got hurt and then person number three got hurt. So person number three and person number two had a time gap between them, which means that there should have been some warning for person number three not to trip. So that's why Rav Zvid doesn't like the answer. So let's say, for example, we know now that when people are blind, they have a walking stick and they, they move it right to left and they tap so that they have some type of acoustic feedback. They, they can feel things, they can hear things. So I went like this, I, I tripped one guy and I tripped another. That's the case of Rav Zvid. Because it all happens in such such close sequence. But Rav Zvid does not like the case of Rav Papa. So that's uh, why Rav Zvid concluded that when our Brisa says that persons two and three tripped over person one, it had to be a case where they fell in closer sequence. We'll stop right here. Emir Tashem will pick up tomorrow with the Mishnah on the bottom of Lamed Aleph and the Bays, wishing you all a beautiful night. No.